Welcome to Messed Up with Nick and Nick. I'm Nick. And I am also Nick. Here we are together. We are here. Separately together. Um, uh, and we're recording another episode, another fantastic episode, because it's another In case episode, you weren't aware. It's another episode where we have a theme. Uh, and our theme uh, for this episode is Father's Day. So Ooh. we have a Daddy Day episode. Should we call it that? Daddy Day? I like Daddy Day, yeah. Although I feel like Daddy Day it could just be like any day of the week, but Father's Day is like a special because I mean anybody could be a daddy, but only certain people can be a father, right? Isn't that? What... I think that's how. Yeah, that's how it is. I mean, you also might want to shorten it to like D Day. Wait, probably not. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, yeah, uh, or just so, keep it a Father's Day. Yeah, I guess we we have a Father's Day episode. Maybe another time we'll do a Daddy Day yeah. episode. Uh, we just talk about our favorite daddies but we're talking about our favorite tv fathers tv fathers yeah question though when is father's day father's day uh we are basically father's day will drop on the same day as this podcast very good father's day drops uh uh one of the sundays in whatever month we're in right now uh june uh why do you ask oh just because for me there's no reason to keep track of when (laughs) There is a Father's Day. Uh, yeah. So for our six listeners, never knew my dad. Uh, yeah. Basically, it, the tale is old as time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know you. Uh, I don't know how much farther you want to go with that, but oh, that's about. I don't know. I don't know how much further. I mean, you literally go. can't go much farther because that's all you know. But all I know. <laughs> we uh, just—it's all in good fun. I mean, the situation—the oh, yeah, yeah. situation wasn't. Uh, but. It's I've, hilarious. I've, I've taught him to laugh about it through absolutely uh, no experience on my end. I was able to teach him why it would be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I just laugh on the outside. Uh, yeah. So despite your uh, lack of father, um, you did suggest this one because simply mm-hmm. because we did a Mother's Day uh, TV moms, you said, I guess we're doing a father's one. And so that was me. Uh, assuming that you were suggesting that so yeah. although in hindsight you could have been uh hoping that it didn't happen well but... you know i did give the option of worst fathers as well which you know i would have <laughs> had an interesting interesting perspective on but no this is um no i think this is fun it kind of gives me an interesting perspective when it comes to tv dads too like what i think would be a good dad so i don't know i was excited for this and i mean i think it makes sense to do something since we did mother's day you know it would make sense to kind of look at who the uh, who we think the best fathers are in TV? So no, it it should make you feel better that upon uh, trying to come up with my list, I've noticed that uh, there are quite a few shows uh, where the father is uh, noticeably absent, and that's like a part of the hmm. show. Uh, so yeah. I hate to break it to you, but you are not very unique. Damn, I'm not unique. Wow. Hey, it makes for good TV, apparently, and, and a good life. Hey, I, contrary to what people might, uh, might think, I, I came out normal, I guess, out of it. So, yeah, I mean, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. All right, uh, let's jump into our intro of what did we talk about? No, what is? <laughs> All right, let's just recap everything we just said. <laughs> let's just talk some more about how you don't have a dad. <laughs> <laughs> no um what did we watch what pissed us off um do you recall i literally just listened to our last episode and i don't remember who went first last week i'm gonna tell you 
I'll just get it. Could have been you, though. Uh, because very exciting. Uh, I went back to the theater mm. uh, again for the first time since I saw Minari uh, however many months ago. Uh, but this time we didn't have to drive an hour and 15 minutes away because all the Regals are open. Uh, so got nice. to go to uh, not the Regal in town because I don't oh. care for that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you we only still, go there if you need to. We still did drive uh, 45 minutes uh, <laughs> to see Cruella. Oh, interesting. Because I would much rather go to a movie theater than pay the extra 20, extra 30 bucks on Disney Plus, which blows my mind uh, that you pay for the subscription and then they want another $30 to watch the movie. Uh, But anyway, yeah, we saw Cruella and I had noticed beforehand, I was like, there's a lot of kids in this theater and it's not really like, I know it's like a Disney movie, but it's not supposed to be like a kid's movie. Like it's literally an origin story. Uh, of the woman who eventually kidnaps dogs to use their skin as a coat. Uh, So it's not really like supposed to be all that family friendly. And it was way too long to have kids in the theater too. It also like it dragged on. It was like two hours and 15 minutes, which is like. It also like felt long. It it felt long too. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that is a long movie for kids though. Yeah. Um, But like I just said, it's literally an origin story of a woman who's trying to skin uh, dogs so yeah. at, at some point they have to get from how she is in her origin movie which is trying to like make her more of a sympathetic character like she still needs to get to the point where she's going to have to kill dogs uh, and they try to like have some fun with it like oh like you know there's rumors that she killed a dog and then she's like ah no like it's all just in fun like it's just a reputation but it's like yeah but like in the other movies you totally tried to do that so it's like I think they maybe just need to take a step back with uh, doing all of this origin stuff because, you know, she was evil before. So she still has to become super evil. And yeah, no one asked for this stuff. Exactly. Uh, although. Me too, but who? They, uh, the soundtrack is really cool. They have a lot of great uh, music in it. And uh, there were definitely some cool scenes, some cool outfits, things like that. Uh, but yeah, it just. Mm-hmm. It's still find it hard to believe that this person who like had an interesting enough story, uh, but also they tried to have like some plot twists in there, but then they like basically told us like three or four times what each of the plot twist, like instead of just like revealing it, they like revealed it and then they revealed it again and then they revealed it a third time. We're like, yeah, we got it after the first like. <laughs> well, it's a kid's movie, but then also not. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, we saw Cruella also on Hulu, I believe. Uh, we watched the movie Plan B, uh, which was kind of a uh, like a teenage uh, movie about uh, two best friends. Uh, one of them uh, basically has sex and finds. I I don't know how uh, detailed we want to get with it. She finds. Uh, <laughs> The, the condom falls out of her the next day. Uh, so they oh. need to get the plan B pill. So that's the entire plot of the movie. Um, it was funny at some points, but like this, I've learned like through my internship that basically for a movie, for people to like buy into a story, the character has to take like the path of least resistance. And it did not happen at all in this movie. Like they go to the register to buy the plan B and the pharmacist says, no, I'm not going to sell it to you because apparently there's this uh, conscience clause, which we then had to like learn all about where essentially there's a whole bunch of states where uh, a pharmacist can essentially say, no, I don't 
feel like I feel like giving you the plan B would be like against my conscience, which blows my mind that like I feel like that goes against your oath, uh, but that's fine. Mm. Uh, so the pharmacist said, no, I won't sell it to you. So their next plan was to drive three hours to the Planned Parenthood, uh, when my next step would have been to go to another pharmacist, but they just like completely skipped all of that and was like, now we need to do like a two day long road trip. Uh, so that's just, and there's just like other examples like that in the movie, but it was, I mean, it's fairly funny. So I don't know if I, uh, sold you on any of those movies that I saw. Um, not, not really. I mean, I don't. Think I remember hearing or knowing about Plan B. Is it recent? Like to just come out? I think it did recently come out. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've not really been paying attention, but I definitely knew about Corella just with um kind of the absurdity around it. Is, is so? Is it true? Just a lot of uh, discussion I was seeing on my socials. Um, I was just seeing a lot of like uh, jokes around like her parents basically getting killed by. Dalmatians and that's like where it comes from is that like is that true or is that just something that's kind of being blown out of proportion I don't want to give anything away okay 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 I see I see but I I will say it was one of those movies where I'm like watching the movie and in the back of my head is like I can't wait to go home and watch the pitch meeting on this movie because like (laughs) that's basically what I do now with a movie like if I'm not completely invested in it I'm like oh I wonder what pitch meeting like what they're gonna have to say on on the pitch meeting about this uh so I will say I was a little uh, let down by the pitch meeting because uh, even I was like, I thought of other things that you should have included <laughs> in this, but uh, you should write for them. Yeah. So what did you watch? Ooh, what did I watch? Um, hmm. Good question. Uh, well, obviously, um, you know, still came up with the NBA playoffs, but I can't talk about those. Yeah. Um, we're going to skip past that. <laughs> yep. Uh can't talk about something I enjoy. Uh, so I'm just going to go into something else. I um, I like I binge this hard and I rarely do that. Well, that's that's actually a lie. I don't do it that often, but if I find a show I really like, I will binge it. Um, uh, and that is the show Invincible on Amazon Prime Video or Prime, I don't know what they're calling themselves, themselves now. That movie or that show has been highly recommended to me and I have not gotten around to it yet. Mm. Oh. if it's something you would like i definitely would um i don't know it's something i guess you should watch um i don't know if you're really into like uh animated series uh particularly ones that are um you know superhero related i think this is kind of based off of a comic book series um just not something that's like i, I think well known um you know as something that's uh you know as like you know, Marvel uh, and the MCU is that how established that is right now, and just pop culture. Um, so I don't know if it's exactly well known, um, but if you like animated series, superheroes, um, and also um, tons of uh, not just violence but really gory violence, uh, it's um, right up should be right up your alley. The series is by uh, Robert Kirkman, who did The Walking Dead. So that's oh, another like tie in to my interests. Oh, okay. So maybe then you would like it. Um, he may he may have um, which would make sense if they got him on there as a writer as well. Also, um, I know the cast is really good. Yeah. So I wanted to get into that. So uh, I don't want to spoil anything and go talk about the show itself because um, things kind of really start to pick up even like in the first uh, second episode. Um, but the cast is kind of insane. Uh, in a weird way, it just sometimes I feel like they didn't need to get a lot of these people um, just to, like to voice act. Uh, so uh, obviously, uh, you may have already know um, who's in it, but uh, you have J.K. Simmons 
Sandra O, Zazzy Beats. Uh, who else here? Uh, Walton Goggins, if you know him from like uh, doing uh, like Django Unchained. Um, He's literally, I believe, the main character in The Unicorn, which is the show I talk about all the time. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I need to look into that. Uh, Jason uh, Man- Manzalkis. Um, and I feel and Mark Hamill, but he's a um, voice uh, voice actor um, staple. Um, Macy Brown too, I think, he also does a lot of voiceover work. Um, but yeah, so just a really crazy cast. Now for J.K. Simmons, he's he's done voice acting before for I think Last Airbender. Could be wrong. Sorry. Um, but like I don't know his performance to me in this one seemed really hollow. Uh, he he only really wowed me or things didn't seem weird when he like was yelling. Um, maybe that's just what he's, what he does well. Um, but for the most part, I think everyone um, did, a, did a good job. I mean, some probably took, most, most people, most of these people um, have done voice acting before, but I don't know, some just, oh, I would never have known that was Sandra Oh, so I didn't really think she had to be uh, hired for this, but I don't know. Uh, they're more established voice actors um but no it's still still really good isn't i mean i wouldn't say really good um might be overrated but it definitely set things set up some things for like future seasons so we'll be interesting to see where it goes um me being unfamiliar with the source material um so it should be interesting to see what goes on so i mean i actually enjoyed it so i mean i honestly i binge watched it within like I'd say less than two days um just I watched like five episodes in one day and then like three the next day um so there's only eight episodes so um yeah go ahead watch it okay if you have Amazon Prime I was waiting for your permission because I didn't want to watch it until you told me to I mean that's what you said you just uh, someone recommended to you but um that wasn't me so you couldn't watch it until I said to watch it um but yeah it has like has, has a bit of everything it's 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 kind of a stranger kind of blends a lot of like other uh but not, not just superheroes, but it's like, oh, there's also like demons are a thing, and then like kaiju are a thing. Is sometimes you see those things separate, but it's like, oh no, these are all within the same world. So no, it's kind of interesting. And the story's cool. engaging. So yeah, go ahead, watch it. I have to check it out because I know like I'm starting to see a lot of memes related to it. So now, oh yeah, you got yep. to watch the show for context. Yep, yep, yep. That's a, that's so weird. We're in this culture where it's like you only need to you, ha- you only have to watch something to understand the memes and it's kind of sad but i still don't I, understand I, that cat eating the salad no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't either but what pissed you off i'll tell you what pissed me off Ooh. i'm so glad that you asked that's why i'm here so i have this uh friend he's a very good friend of mine <gasps> is it me uh and whenever i text him he takes so long to respond Uh-oh. that I then have to look back to see what I texted him because uh, his response makes no sense without context. So I'm like, damn, what did I send him? So then I have to go back and look before I can respond to his response. Uh, so that's what's been pissing me off lately. Wow. Who's this? I just, I'll give you a hint. One of the text messages I got from him. So I texted him at 11.40 on Thursday night. And then Friday at almost 8 p.m., he says, I guess he has the body for it. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell did I text him? His <laughs> response is, I guess he had the body for it. <laughs> <laughs> I see that now. That's me. So I immediately had to go back and be like, what did I send him? What do you mean go back? It's only right under it. <laughs> I know, but like, you know how like the text pops up and you could just reply to it. 
but instead I, I, I was know. like, what, what could I have possibly <laughs> sent him that his response was, I guess he has the body for it. Let's not give anyone, uh, any of our listeners context for that. It's funnier if we don't. <laughs> yeah. Cause then they know how I felt. <laughs> True. Um, so sorry. Uh, and to be honest, that's not that much time. I could go way longer. <laughs> I still have to text someone back from January. So <laughs> I've been meaning to do that. Well, let's keep it in less than 12 hours. Cause I, I know that we're on like different sleep schedules. So I expect <laughs> if I text you that you'll text me like either super late at night or like halfway through the next day. <laughs> but I just, I had no idea what I sent you. That, that was your response. That was such, such a good, but, this, I did purposely for that reaction. But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a shame I was the thing that pissed you off the most this entire week. What pissed you off? Oh, yeah. Thank you. I was waiting for you to ask <laughs> me the same thing. Well, right now, I'm just, I'm just really happy. I have, I have some coffee, some iced coffee, and uh, some beer. So one of my two, two of my, two of my two loves in life. Your only two loves then? Only two loves in life. There you go. That's the way to say it. Yeah. So far. Anyway. Um, no dad to love back. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Got him. Got him. <laughs> no, so what pissed me off? Um, I mean, don't, right now the thing I can think of is my, is my body pissing me off, if that makes sense. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give some detail, otherwise um, it makes no sense. Um, no, so like, you know, things, so actually Chicago, like, not that this really prevented me from dealing with it before, but like we officially opened up. Um uh for the summer um from the, the the pandemic and so things are more open than they usually have so i'm starting to do more things um so that, but that requires me to be a bit more social um and my body i feel like just isn't used to that and so like today i was just oh like spending a few hours with people and talking like that physically uh just made me exhausted and like i was starting to get a headache uh i was like really tired like i fell asleep right when i got um back and it's just like wow that was physically mentally exhausting and um that kind of was annoying because like this is I, I i want this don't 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 go back to <laughs> don't go back to just not not uh seeing anyone so anyway uh, um so that, that kind of pissed me off oh and um other thing but so you know summer it's actually been fairly nice out uh kind of low humidity uh here in chicago um so of course you know have windows open quite nice uh but that doesn't stop um like uh, garbage um, from like making a ton of noise and like there's a ton of uh, garbage cans and dumpsters right uh, right in the block I'm in so that wakes me up a lot at like six five six a.m. so that's annoying uh, and then there's also like there was also work this week that was going on until like seven p.m. that was just like deafening like I couldn't even hear my TV so that was annoying anyway so that pissed me off and also um, friends texting me like right away it's actually really annoying it kind of pissed me off so it's uh that really wears me out <laughs> well i i feel bad i didn't realize how emotionally <laughs> and mentally drained you were from interacting with humans uh, yeah. otherwise i wouldn't have texted you at all because it wasn't that big of a deal yeah no i i need a 12-hour buffer so you text 12 hours and then i wait 12 hours and then i text so there you go okay i'll keep that in mind <laughs> no you won't you don't respect me Hey, that last meme I sent you was really funny, so. That one was good. It took me a while, but yeah, that was fun. All right, let's take a quick break uh, while you drink beer and we hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be back with our favorite TV dads. Daddies. 
This week's episode of Mouth Stuff is brought to you by that recliner that dads like. Listen, I know you didn't have the dad, but did you have the recliner? Still had the recliner. You know the one. It's big and ugly, but God, is it comfy. Uh, You know, when I was a kid, I dreamed of having my own big, ugly, Mm. comfy recliner. uh, And I still don't have one. Uh, So maybe I'll pick one up today. And you should, too. Use the promo code MOUTHDADDY for an exclusive deal. Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick is also brought to you by Lonely Plates. Love making food, uh, but can't find anyone that's willing to eat it with you? You need Lonely Plates. Lonely Plates is the first app designed to find someone, uh, someone special, not just anyone, uh, that can help you finish off your delicious meal. Simply upload a photo or recipe of your meal and you'll be instantly matched with someone looking to eat that food. This is game changing. So you upload the photo or the recipe. I think this is actually something that you would really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you're instantly matched with someone. And then if if they're coming to your house, you actually have to approve it first. So it's safe. Uh, So once approved, they'll come over and dine with you. Um, But don't just take our word for it. Listen to one of the thousands of five-star reviews uh, on all of the app stores. Uh, like Michael in Jerome, Idaho, wrote, I had been dying to try this new lobster risotto recipe, but I am an absolute tool and no one would dine with me. I went on to Lonely Plates and was immediately matched with Stephen and we had a lovely dinner together. Lonely Plates, we're not responsible for what happens after you eat. I think that would be a really good app for you. I mean, it, it, you sold me. You could also, I, it's not included in the ad, but obviously like you could be the recip- the other end of that. Like if you're just looking to eat somebody's food, you know, you go on the app and you put your interests, what kind of foods you like, okay, and you okay. can get matched and go over to somebody's house and eat their food. Sure. But then do they do they get to like know me ahead of time? That's the best part. You this this app is not for hookups or anything like that. It's not a <laughs> Tinder, all that. This is for sharing a meal with somebody. Hmm. So you you don't really want to get to know them first, because what are you going to uh, talk about hmm. at the meal? Or there's also. I'm there's settings if you want just a silent meal with just a stranger like you can do that there's different options it's that's how I eat my bacon I think this is like the new wave of dining this is the yeah this is the next uh next app and look this stuff wasn't even in the script we're just adding this because with <laughs> this we feel this strongly about this product we don't usually idea. talk this much about a product that's how you know we love it so much or can get a lot out of it All right, we are back talking best TV dads. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I don't know. I may have messed up my list a bit. I mean, I have enough. So let me just see what you have so you can go first. Well, I did kind of what I feel like is now our traditional style uh, with the honorable mentions in no particular order and then a top five because I think that's, you know, something that we tend to do. Uh, so I'll be happy to run through that for you. Sure, uh, sure, starting sure. with my honorable mentions. Again, these are not ranked. These are just five that I think should be uh, discussed, but are not my top five. Uh, so you could say they are my six through 10 in no particular order. Uh, starting with the first one <laughs> of no particular order. Um, that is Bob from Bob's Burgers. Mm. Uh, I put Linda on my list as a mom. Uh, so I felt like Bob should be on there too, just for... Uh, you know, kind of the fun times and uh, I would say willing to go along with things or uh, willing to be dragged into things. Uh, but he's uh, fun. I think he's got some uh, some fun sarcasm and I think he's got some 
funny interactions in the show. Uh, my next one is a little bit more serious because it's not like it's more of a, a dramatic uh, television program. Uh, but that is Randall Pearson from This Is Us. Uh, so he uh, is another like fun dad, but he can also like be real serious uh, and really caring uh, for his kids. Uh, the next one might be a little bit surprising. Um, my next honorable mention, Gomez Adams of the Adams Family. Uh, because I think he just is really accepting uh, of how weird his family is. Uh, and I think he also uh, shows a positive uh, message uh, for his kids in like how he gets along with, um, what's the wife's name? Morticia. Morticia. Yeah. Uh, how, you know, much he is in love with his wife. Uh, and again, just like kind of accepting of the family and how weird his kids are and things like that. Uh, that's just that's a good message from uh, this guy that we're supposed to think is like a creepy weird guy but in reality he's he's a good dad uh, my next one this again I think I uh, remember when we did uh, best friends and stuff when I was like these would probably be in my top five if I've seen it more recently but because I haven't uh, they go in my honorable mentions hmm, yeah uh, this is I think very confidently one of those situations had I rewatched this show recently he probably would have made my top five uh, that is Hal from Malcolm in the Middle uh, he I always he was always my favorite character on that show when I watched it when I was younger like growing up uh, I just thought he was really funny uh, and his interactions and his character and then my last honorable mention was actually recommended to me because I got uh, some help on some of these uh, from the people in my residence. Um, <laughs> that's how people talk, right? Um, what was it? Are oh, they yeah. from the app? My last honorable mention uh, is Terry from Brooklyn Nine-Nine because uh, he's a big, strong man, but he, we all know he's uh, quite a softy, and especially when it comes to his kids, uh, and he is willing to uh, kind of look ridiculous or act ridiculous or do silly things for his kids uh, and willing to go that extra mile for them. So I think uh, Terry is a good dad, but just not uh, uh, top five worthy. <laughs> so now my top five uh, from five down to one, one being the most best, goodest dad, <laughs> the goodest daddy. <laughs> I mean, so. Uh we have fun here. We have fun. We have fun. Uh, I don't know if this it could honestly be torture for you. I don't know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Just the mere mention of a dad is. Uh, listeners, we we are having fun, uh, or at least he is laughing and smiling. I don't know what his insides <laughs> feel like, um, but I think I genuinely think he has a good attitude towards this. Um, Thank you. <laughs> we're gonna save some time at the end where he can just sob openly but uh number five for my top five uh is michael bluth from arrested development uh, i think a lot of his no okay he's making faces no no let's hear it let's hear i just i feel like he maybe sometimes can be overprotective uh of his son but i think he does do some things uh or at least he is trying or thinks he's doing things uh, in the best interest of his son. Uh, but he also has to deal with the whole rest of his family, which is difficult. Uh, but I do think he genuinely cares uh, for his son. Although I don't know why they didn't get rid of that cornballer. 
because uh, that's very dangerous. Um, I love that show. I don't know why he would let his son use that. Um, but other than that, I think he's I think he's a pretty good dad who tries, uh, okay. which, you know, honestly, that's at least a start. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. He's my five. He's not my one. You, you convinced me. I think he, uh, especially later on, I think I, I think when it went to Netflix, you can be a bit more self-interested. Um, oh, see, I don't count Netflix Arrested yeah. Development. I never have. <laughs> but I guess also, if we're doing like brothers, he probably wouldn't be a good brother. But oh, yeah, no, I, he, I he definitely what, wouldn't be a good brother. I can see that. My number four, uh, this one... I actually had to convince uh, some people who I was discussing with that he should be on my list. And the more I discussed it, the more I was like, he definitely should be on my list. Were these people in your residence? They were in my uh, residential facility, vicinity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll see over there. We have fun. (laughs) We have fun. Uh, uh, So my number four, a little out of the box, um, but that is Harry Morgan from Dexter. Uh, And the reason I have him as a good dad is because this is another, it's like a, obviously a more extreme uh, Gomez, (laughs) Gomez Adams example, uh, but it's like accepting of and recognizing who your kid is Hmm. and then doing what's not necessarily what's best, but like, what's going to keep this kid safe. Like he recognized this kid is uh, different. Uh, He, (laughs) Say the least. He feels no feelings and he wants to kill people. So like, I don't want him to die because I like him uh, and I feel for him. So I'm going to try and protect him by coming up with these rules that he has to follow. So like, if you're going to kill people, you have to kill bad people. Uh, That's the only way that it's going to work. And, you know, like, I'm not necessarily like a big fan of this, but like, I know that uh, this is going to happen. So if it's going to happen, like, this is how it's going to happen. It's like, um, you know, those parents who are like, if you're going to smoke or do drugs or like drink, like, let me know. And then like, if you need a ride somewhere, but like for murder. murder. (laughs) So it's like, it's kind of like that situation where he's afraid things would get out of hand if he's not involved in helping and he wants the best for his son. Uh, So he really tries. And it was probably a very difficult situation because like, spoiler alert, he was a police officer and he's training his son to be a serial killer. Mm. Um. But like, I think he genuinely was trying to do it to protect him. Uh, okay. So I think that makes him a good dad. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, um, if you don't mind me chiming in, but yeah, a lot of moral ambigu- ambiguities there. Um, that's a really interesting choice. Um, it's like the, the, the love between like a parent and their child for some uh, just transcends a lot of things, you know, even though in recognizing like he can't really control himself, like this is something that's deeply psychological within him. Uh, and so how do we turn that into something that could be a force for good while still maintaining like, you know, hit, well, you know, his life and, you know, don't want him to throw for a while, but yeah, I don't want him to get like arrested from the felony, but yeah, no. Um, yeah. Really interesting choice. I didn't really think about that. That's good. Really unique. Thank you. And I yeah. love when you chime in, by the way. Well, thank you. I don't know that you're going to chime in with the rest. Cause I don't know that you'll have anything to say mm-hmm. for them. So I'm sorry about that, but I'll just uh, say they're terrible. Number three. Uh, I've already brought this show up once, but it's a very family heavy show. So uh, there's going to be a a couple on there. Yeah. Uh, This is like, he absolutely uh, like blew up as like a uh, big figure in terms of like 
fathers and family and stuff when the show took off. Uh, that is Jack Pearson of This Is Us, the uh, yeah. patriarchal no the patriarchal figure of the show. Uh, he definitely did have some good uh, times in the show. He obviously uh, dealt with some troubles of his own, uh, but like there's a lot of examples. And I, I haven't actually seen the show in quite a while. I only watched like the first three seasons, uh, but there was definitely a lot just in those first three seasons of him like being a good guy and a good dad. It was towards the end of when I watched is when they started to like really talk more about uh, some of the troubles he faced, but oh, but he's perfect, right? Pam. Ah. Thanks. That's my chime. That's that was your chime for that one. Um, number two. Uh, this is another example of me including the mother on the list, and I felt uh, mm. that I should include the father as well. Although uh, I'm going to be honest, this father would be on the list regardless because this is the kind of dad that I'd like to be one day. Oh. Um, and that's Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. There you go. Uh, I think he is fun and funny. Um, you know, I think he has a a, a playful relationship with his kids uh, and he just seems like a cool genuinely nice guy um, there's also like Modern Family obviously is another family centric show so you could talk about uh, a lot of different fathers on that show but he's the one that I was just like man I want to be him one day were you a Modern Family kind of guy yeah like when it first came out yeah it was quite enjoyable all right my number one I didn't know if you wanted me to go on. You looked like you were busy. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> doing some other stuff, you know. Working on some spreadsheets. Yeah. Um, my number one, uh, and I was very upset because I looked at, because we've talked about this before, like I'll look at like what other people are saying to try and get inspiration, um, which just on an aside, a lot of lists put... Um, Walter White and Tony Soprano on it. Yeah, can we can we talk about that, please? Which, granted, uh, I have not actually seen either of those shows, even though they're like very highly rated, and I probably would like them. Um, but I know just from not even watching the shows that they should not be on a list of top fathers. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I don't know too much about The Sopranos. That's still my list of something I need to watch. Um, but especially for Walter White, so I was astounded to see that. It, I don't know. You have to, like, I don't know. There's, like, a certain person that would find that okay. But he definitely went the, the wrong way to support his family to the point where he just destroyed his family. Like, that was all him. Like, that wasn't going to happen uh, but for his actions. So, I don't know. That's Why like include him on these lists? The one that I read, because normally I was just, like, scrolling mm-hmm. through and I would just immediately dismiss it. The one I was like, let me read, like, what people are justifying for this. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we admit that, like, he really basically broke his family apart and all this stuff. But, like, we believe that at the in the beginning he was, like, trying to do what he thought was best for his family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that. that's, like, the weakest argument. <laughs> I Yeah, even then, that's just, like... You go from like, oh, I need somehow need to financially support my family to then, oh, I need to cook meth to do that. No, he just wanted to do that. And this is his way to do it. I feel like um, that's just it's, it's wild. I don't, that's a terrible excuse. So, yeah, he was on just about every list. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but wild. the person I have at number one of the like six lists I looked at was only on one of them. Interesting. Okay. And he was far down. Uh, but I think the best 
dad that I have seen on television for his kids and for even his kids' friends, uh, even basically adopting uh, the one. Uh, that is Alan Matthews from Boy Meets World. I know I've got a lot mm. of Boy Meets World stuff at the top of our lists because I honestly think uh, it's just a strong family and strong friends and all that stuff. But he he really like, there's just a random motorcycle that drove uh, through my facility. Oh, through your house. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it though. Uh, he did for the longest time in that show, like everything he did was for his family. He was like, I think the assistant manager, maybe the manager of the grocery store. And like he, there were like, I remember as a kid being like, oh, that guy hates his job. But like, he's there like for his family. And he would just like, um, like I said, he basically like would raise Sean when again, all of his parents kept leaving him and um, just very protective of his family and of the people he's accepted into his family. uh, And just also willing to have fun though. like. I always think of an episode where like it's a school night, uh, but the Phillies were playing like in LA or something like that. Uh, so it was a really late game and he like woke Corey up to watch the game with him because like something really impressive was happening in the game. Like somebody was pitching a no hitter or something. Uh, so he woke him up on a school night to have him like come watch the game. And then the next day he like failed a test cause he fell asleep or something like that. Uh, and it was just like an interesting, like, Yes, he failed the test, but it was like, you know, Alan works like all day and works late in the night and stuff like so he doesn't get to spend a whole lot of time with him. So it was like this special moment between them. And he thought it was really important to like wake him up uh, regardless of like what was going to happen, because it's like it's just one test. But like that's a memory that they'll have together. I don't know. I just I really like Boy Meets World. (laughs) That that concludes my list. Wow. Is it my turn now? Is that how that goes? (laughs) okay wow thanks i can go um yeah a few other notable ones i've so yeah so i also just kind of try to see what the internet has said you know with with looking at these terrible lists um this is like kind of draw some inspiration just to remind myself of shows that i like just haven't seen in a while but there's stuff like peter griffin from family guy yeah like homer simpson from like no (laughs) there's no way that you can consider them like good fathers it just was crazy to see um of course there's like other older shows that i didn't really i wasn't really familiar with yeah a lot of a lot of the lists leaned heavy on older shows which is like eh, like i feel like that's just because they didn't make them fully formed characters back then so it was just like oh like this guy just like his character trait is that he's a good dad but like that's (sighs) you don't really see any of the interaction or the real life situation I love one that had um, everybody uh, had a Ray from Everybody Loves Raymond on uh, on their list, and it started out no lie. It was like, oh, he's like a lazy husband and father. However, it's just like no, 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 you can't have that. And he was pretty far up too. He was like eleven or something on his list. I'm like, no, yeah, he was a lazy father. It was to the point where like I forgot that show had kids. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I the same thing. I saw him on a list and I said, I like I always forget that there's kids on that because mm-hmm. they are nowhere near the focus of that. Like the whole interaction is between him and his like wife and his parents. Like nowhere yeah. in there oh, are the kids like relevant. Yeah. It, so it was wild there's also red foreman i'm like i don't think that that one we i like we tossed around for a little bit yeah like, i considered putting like 
an honorable mention section of like tough love dads. Tough love, I guess. But he literally cannot say I love you to his son, which I don't know. I mean, that's just, I think that's more playing with like uh, the fathers of the era. Like the. I guess I, I might need to watch it again to see how he shows it in a different, I guess, tough love way. Um, but yeah, I'm not entirely convinced. I, I might have to rewatch that show. I mean, him calling him a dumbass is just his way of saying, oh. I'm trying to teach you a lesson because I love you. Yeah, obviously. I, I wouldn't know. I don't know. Oh. I'll father's father. Anyway, moving on to my list. Um, so, yeah, I will see. I might be missing a spot here, but I did try to do something with honorable mentions and then like my actual list. So starting with my honorable mentions, um, I don't know. I really liked the episodes where someone like um, so to start off, I'll say Ron Swanson. So I like those episodes where him and, uh, you know, later in the show with Diane um, and with her kids, it, it took him a while to like warm up to them. But when he did, to me, that was just like, wow, you're, you're seeing this um, this character who like you think would never like children and like, uh, or especially um, uh, like uh, girls, uh, you know, she was just really masculine type of guy and uh you know he kind of looked like andy under his wing for a few episodes but like just like seeing him transition to to like this fatherly role for um for uh for little girls i think was um was uh, great to see um and just like how devoted he was to uh, not only diane but the family i think it was nice to see so but we didn't see a lot of that so that's why it's in my honorable mention because it was only like a few episodes yeah that's that was kind of my thought process yeah. too like it was really nice the way he was able to like develop as a person yeah but it would have been nice to see more of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess with the honorable mentions, it's like also like, hey, these are missed opportunities. Um, but hey, that, I guess that required more seasons to flush out. Uh, and also, these are in no particular order. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm. I didn't really like list these out. Um, it's kind of hard to to do that from in my mind. Um, but uh, also, I had this might be a, little, a bit of a stretch. But I'll explain. Uh, so I have Yancey Fry Sr. from uh, Futurama. So he's only featured in like a hand, like like one or two episodes um, predominantly. There's, there's only one of there's one episode I'm talking about, and I really I don't know if you've seen it, but it's season six, episode twenty four, titled "Cold Warriors." Um, and I don't know. So it's an honorable mention because we don't see that relationship, obviously, uh, with Fry being a thousand years in the future. Um, but this was a callback. So events in the future um just with like the resurgence of uh the cold virus through fry uh things that happened in the past kind of go into how they would find a cure but anyway so you're seeing throughout this episode you're seeing yancey senior um just really being tough on fry like for almost like no reason it almost looks like he's just this uh he, he like focuses more of his attention and i guess um, tough love on um, his brother uh, so you don't really you just see like a lot of like wow this you must not like him at all for not being like his brother uh, just because Fry is just kind of this silly oof oof who like can't really do much and he tries to like enter into a science fair and like his father's not supportive whatsoever um, but then at the end there there's just it's just a quote uh, so they're doing they're going ice fishing Fry falls into the the lake um, I definitely recommend you watch this episode but there's just this quote in particular that really got to me and like honestly this is like one of the episodes there's a few episodes in Futurama that really surprise you and you will tear up and this is one of those episodes for me just because it's like the specific quote I hope you don't mind but I'm going to say it. but uh so after he falls in 
I mean, that happens earlier on, but then end of the episode, uh, you see them actually talking uh, within the shack. But he's like, uh, his father's like, oh, you still haven't thanked me for pulling you out of the lake, soldier, because um, he was in the army. And then Fry's like, oh, I could have flip-flopped out. And his father's like, I know that. I know I give you the business sometimes, but if I'm hard on you, it's only because I want you to grow up strong and resilient. Someday you may face adversities so preposterous, I can't even conceive of them, but I know you'll pull through and make me proud. I love you, son. Now bundle up. I don't want you getting frozen. And there's like so many parts of the, like these only couple sentences that like just tie into in so well into the show. Cause it's like the, his father has this foresight that um, Fry's just going to experience like crazy things that, which does happen. Like he can't perceive of, and then he actually does get frozen. So I don't know, just like call back to like a lot of things in the show. I think it's great. That's uh, like the one of the things I like love slash hate about Futurama yeah. is like I don't want to be feeling in my <laughs> animated show, but they do really have some episodes. Like uh, I haven't seen that one, but that like oh, just you, you reading it, like you could feel it. And then like the one with his brother, uh, yeah, and then the fucking one with the dog, Jesus. Yeah. It's I, all the ones with his family, and I can't uh, rewatch the one with the dog like anymore. Yeah. Like I, oh. if I know it's on, I'm like, no, I'm not watching that. One. Oh yeah, it does get you, especially the music. Yeah, yeah. And there's also one with his mom that also um, makes yeah. you tear up. So it's like all family related stuff, and it's because it's just, it, it's what's really powerful about this is that you you see Fry in the uh uh. 20th, 20th century, I guess. Uh, and it's just like th- things are just aren't going his way. Like he hates his family. He just wants to, he hates everyone. He gets dumb things. He's like, oh, I just want to, uh, he just is so fed up with everything. And then like going to the future is like a godsend to him. But then you just see like the ramifications of that, like the toll it takes on his family. And like they, you actually see like uh, them missing him and uh, how he misses that. It's just, it's just great when they do those episodes because you don't really think about that now. These are the future. I think and it, it's kind of fitting because, like, like you said, yeah, most of the episodes he's just like in the future and it's mm-hmm. awesome. But it's like every once in a while he'll just think back and be like, my entire family's been dead for a thousand years. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of like realistic in the way that like you can just be go on living your life and then just like have a moment of like remembering all mm-hmm. of your loss and it's just like. God, fuck that show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and like the first thing he says is that uh, really when he comes out of being frozen, and then he like does a like woohoo moment, but uh, then you see later on how that actually uh, plays out for him. Yeah, totally. So, but that's only an honorable mention. Like as much as I'm talking about it now, just because you don't see that as all, so it's kind of hard to like really put that up there. But that that's really affected me a lot. Um, obviously. Uh, but moving on. Uh, for time's sake, um, I may have drew inspiration because these are ones that are like in my head, but I didn't know if they deserved a spot. But uh, just you talking about it made sense to me. But also Bob from Bob's Burgers. Um, I don't know. I think Linda just steals the the, the spotlight on that show. Um, I, I I don't know if it's just like who Bob is, but I, yeah, no, I think that they just have a good thing going on. <laughs> if we have both of the both parents on these lists. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think he definitely deserves an honorable mention for the reasons you said. Um, but you convinced me to also put Michael Bluth just with his devotion to his family and his son, because he is pretty protective of him. He wants the best for him. So that, that's always nice to see. Although, I mean, he's pretty, he can be pretty shitty to other family members, but usually for his son, except in later seasons, which I don't think we're going to count, um, you know, when I it mean, comes to like a love interest. <laughs> he is, he is definitely shitty to his family, but like he, 
he's oh, like here in terms of shittiness and everybody else is like up <laughs> here like he's yeah he's still like the most normal of all of the yeah oh yeah for sure and siblings like, he's shitty to them because yeah like you said they are shitty and he's just trying to make keep them afloat <laughs> yeah, because yeah. of that so you have to match their shittiness with his shitty. yeah um that's why but he definitely still deserves an honorable mention um I, this might be a stretch but i will have um I don't know. I was debating but putting him on honorable mention and putting him on this list, but there's only like one instance where I that really got to me seeing it. So I really just have an honorable mention. It wasn't something that I kind of saw throughout, but maybe if I rewatch the show, I would. Um, but it would be Uncle Phil um, from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, just first, you know, for taking in um, Will, right? Was that his name on the show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, am I just saying Will Smith? Um, for, but for taking Will in. Um, and for, for taking buying- in Fresh. <laughs> no mr prince yes um yeah no, yeah uh before doing that but there's one episode i mean i think it was one episode could have been over two i forget but um there's one episode in particular where like will's father actually does come back into his life but it turns out he's just a piece of shit uh, apparently and like he just like kind of runs off again um and it's just a very emotional scene between him and will uncle phil and phil and will um and I don't know, you just definitely, you, you see, like, that's, like, the first time they really address, like, uh, like, Phil being a father figure to, to Will. And it was just really, just, there's a lot of screaming and just Will just, like, wanting this, uh, wanting his father and uh, Uncle Phil just being there to, uh, uh, to fill that role. It, it's just a great scene. I need to watch it again. But that, that part really got to me. I think it was one of the more emotional episodes of that show. Did you say he was there to fill that role? Feel that, yeah, I sure did. <laughs> uh, I just ooze these these puns. I don't. That was not intended, actually. <laughs> Uncle fills that role. No, um, but moving on to my list, uh, which see, just with my indecision, this is actually going to be like a top four list, <laughs> just because I was moving people around uh, so much. Um, there'll be four people, unless you want to add to it. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say I'd like to add Harry Morgan to your list as well. <laughs> Who's that? From Dexter. I don't know what that is, and I'm just going, yeah. No, that's <laughs> I, a good I really hate you sometimes. <laughs> uh, I don't lie. No, um, yeah, no, I was thinking about that. Maybe I could add him to my list. Uh, I need to think more on that. But that's you made some interesting points. So maybe he could be an honorable mention for me, and then I move Uncle Phil or Nancy, just the time I talked about it to my list. Anyway, I'll publish the full list later. Um, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, no, so I had to put him on here um, just with how awesome he was throughout the series. Uh, but it's uh, Mike from I'm Sorry. Uh, I guess it's just um, that whole, I don't know, just that the dynamic between uh, him and uh, the mother. Um, but I don't know, he just seemed like an all around great father um, to the daughter. And uh, I don't know, just like really upbeat and, uh, you know, always staying positive and uh, supporting uh, uh, his wife and also his daughter and whatever they did. And just I don't know, just seemed like he was an all-around great father. I think, did you put her on the list for moms too when uh, yeah. we did moms? Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing happened in my head. I'm like, damn, I forgot that there was like a child involved because I always really? just think of the two of them. But oh, yeah, no. he definitely, um, I don't know if that's the right, right word for it, but he had a good rapport with his child. <laughs> like, <laughs> they had a really good business relationship. They had, had a nice back and forth. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was amicable. Yeah, it really did. It really seemed like they were an actual family, which um, I guess is important when you're trying to portray that. Uh, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't have it on my list, but uh, Hal from Malcolm Middle is definitely up there. Um, just that was such an influential show for me uh, growing up. 
that you know, I have any blue. Uh, just his devotion to Lois. Um, there's no one else in the world he loves more than his, Lois. His brief love of speedwalking. That too. <laughs> That's like one of the only things I remember from the show. Oh yeah, he has, he has a few. Yeah, he has a few uh, hobbies um, that he enjoys. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, that was a good episode. Um, but yeah, no, he's very devoted to Lois. Uh, she's his everything. It's great to see. But it's just like he's. It's, it's always an interesting show. It's just like, hey, this is like what a low-income dysfunctional family looks like. Although they may take things like way overboard um, with like what may. I mean, unless I guess I should have been in a more dysfunctional family to see what it's actually like. Um, but I think they kind of hit it on the nose. Um, just uh, growing up with like three rowdy boys would look like. But like the father is like Hal is just a lot of times like an enabler. Um, and uh, there's just always a funny dynamic where it's just like he, he like runs. There's like one opening scene before the uh, the opening credits where he where he runs in. And he's like, who wants to make five dollars? It's like who like just like take the blame for something. It's just like a really funny thing. And um, uh, it's 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 a great dynamic they have um but but like you see like although like maybe that it doesn't look good but uh, I don't know, just uh, i think with uh, his dynamic with his wife and um all the kids i think uh, i think he deserves a spot on this list uh, he's just there's definitely moments um of greatness that you see but yeah i also had uh phil dunphy on my list as well um yeah like you said yeah um yeah Great, great. I don't know what else I can add to this. So just always fun to see. Uh, he's just like a fun guy. Um, just seems like he would be a great, uh, fun dad. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I always love those episodes between him and his son. There's like magic ones where they do magic together. It's, it's funny. And it's like we discussed it uh, when I put Claire on the list for Mother's Day. It's just like a seems like a real person, like a realistic yeah. version. Like how every time he tries to do something, like it fails. Like yeah. it's just like it's for me personally really relatable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can relate so hard to that. Um and like he he's like a child at heart too. And it's always fun to see when you have children. And um I think that really uh really helps build a relationship with your kids more. So yeah, I think if you turn out uh to be uh, a father and like him it's a success and then you as well thank you that will never happen but um (laughs) if i have anything to say about it Um, (laughs) (laughs) but i also wanted my i guess my last one would be um would be doug oh from atypical played by michael rapaport so bit of a oh yeah okay i don't know if you've seen that show oh i have yeah okay good 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 show um yeah for those who may not um just i don't know it is like a netflix series um it's uh you know his son is on the um autism spectrum uh and so you really get to see although them learning about it early on in uh the child's uh, and you know as uh, soon after maybe not so soon but um you know they're definitely uh, they got a diagnosis after he was born um you, you definitely see them struggling with that and i think he did walk out but he definitely he, he came back and now you see them uh you know in present day uh when he's in high school um not the dad this time i forget this one um uh but when you see uh you see doug um uh, back in family and just really supportive and really protective um not overly protective though i think he definitely wants to see uh see his son um they'll do these life uh uh no, just get out there in life and uh, do everything that everyone else does, um, which I think is fantastic and really trying to support him uh, and everything. But he also seemed being really protective. And when people do like try to make fun of him, um, uh, you know, he's always there to 
you know, have his back. So I don't know. I think it was really, I think I've really, uh, I don't know. I think I had to include him on this list. Um, and other things happen in the show that uh, I won't get into for those who haven't seen. So this, once again, I remember you, you reminded me, uh, when we did the mother's day one, I remember at the end being like, shit, I forgot the mom from speechless. Uh, well, I forgot the dad from speechless. Oh, we can add to my list again. He would have been uh, perfect to be on my list. Um, because a similar situation, uh, because his son, uh, has disabilities but he's very like you know like that's not really like yes obviously he helps with that and he's accommodating and understanding for that but like that's not his entire world like it's still like you know they're still uh just like other families in certain ways and like he has is very funny and he's got a good attitude uh and he works at a job he hates uh just uh for his family but like he still he doesn't let that like beat him down like he sells a good attitude uh and he like will kind of in similar situation to how like maybe do things with the kids that like maybe aren't the best idea but like it's (laughs) still something that like is fun for the family and things like that so yeah once again i forgot it's because the show got canceled otherwise i'd still be watching it because i loved the show it's like really funny yeah yeah i think same with like i'm sorry it's like i guess if it kept going it would have uh, I, I like took me it, it, was, it, was like, it was like the last thing i added here for like both lists so it's like something i had to remember like uh just because it hasn't been going on like i would have kept watching it would have been at the forefront of my mind if it was continuing on so yeah no, I, I get that so we got to my list i mean i only had four my actual list so let's just add yeah, let's add let's just start over do you want to just start, you know, over and... start over yeah we'll, we'll go another hour uh this How was fun how, was this fun for you? Oh, this is really fun. Yes. Uh, cathartic. Is that? Yeah. I mean, we could do worse dads. I feel like there's a lot more worse dads portrayed that maybe, somehow make on this best dad list. But yeah, no, I would love to go. We could this. maybe next year we'll do worst mothers, worst fathers. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. Wow. I mean, yeah. uh, look at me already looking to next year of our podcast. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Mouth yeah. Stuff with Nick and Nick. I have been Nick. I will always be Nick. Uh, I hope this wasn't too hard for you. No. <laughs> <laughs>